All right, we're live. What up, everybody? Hello. Welcome to uh, the Millennial and Marine podcast. Yes. Uh, this is our first uh, story, story time edition. Right, yep. This is the first story time edition. We were kind of in debate as to what we would do for the first one. Uh, but uh, we decided to go with the real 100 acres. Um, this was originally written um, to, to piss off a teacher. Uh, she said that um, horror was unoriginal and didn't have any place in a short story class. And um, <laughs> I took offense to that. And so I, uh, I wrote this, basically um, just, you know, doing my part to ruin childhoods. That you did. A little bit. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty fucked up. I feel like, honest. I, feel like I, I really like doing that because that's what Waz did. That's what this does. That's what Secret Life of Tannins did. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of my friends actually said he wants to read Secret Life of Tannins. All right. You can let him read Because you talked about it. Yeah. No, you're more than welcome to let no, him read I feel like you should have to wait until we record it. Oh, yeah. I haven't made a podcast version of that yet. That's okay. So that'll think, take a little while. I think while. people need to wait. I think it's good. They're excited. No, that's good. No, that's definitely good. Um, we will uh, we will definitely do that one soon. Um, it uh, it takes a little time. I have to make uh, basically podcast versions of our short stories. Yeah, which are basically the it's it's the exact same as the short story except for it's more or less written in like a uh, generic screenplay format so that we can read it properly or I can read it properly, whatever. Basically, so I know who's talking, who's not. Yeah, that's fair. So, anyway. All right, so uh, here we go. We're going to read the the real 100 acres. Yeah. Are we going to talk about it after? Before? After? Yeah, why don't we talk about it after? Because then we, then we don't spoil anything from the... All right. I mean, it's, here it is, it's a pretty short story, so... All right. Give me two seconds. If I stutter through this, just deal with it. All right. The Real Hundred Acres. Rabbit sat in his shitty folding metal chair, wondering, no dwelling about the stove. He believed he'd checked it five times, opened the fridge, then closed it slowly to make certain the light turns off, and then checked the stove. Open, close, check, open, close, check. He repeated this four times, that he was sure of, but thought it was five. Fine line of sweat broke out on, on his brow. Four. No, five. Four. No, definitely five. Maybe it was four. I have to leave. Rabbit's voice came out through a panic squeeze. He got to his feet. Please sit down, Rabbit. Christopher's voice was mellow, calming. His clean-shaven appearance, lab coat, and soft eyes made Christopher seem like the most approachable person in the history of people. I understand your concern, but I assure you the stove is fine. Rabbit sat down. His narrow eyes continued to move over the room nervously. When do I get to talk? The fat girl wheezed. She was sitting at the center of three chairs. Her girth was spilling into each of the side chairs. She held a plastic bear filled with honey and was squeezing it copiously on the graham crackers that rested on her men's breasts. In a moment, Winnie. Christopher's voice still held that placid charm. First, I'd like to hear from a few others in the circle. Christopher looked at his notes, flipped the chart up and perused. He hated that most of them had nicknames. 
but they were the only names they'd answer to. Al? Al sighed exasperated. I do not see why any of this is necessary. He rolled his large eyes in exaggerated circles. Al had small, paranoid eyes behind round glasses. His sweater vest was neatly pressed. His white shirt and tie below the vest seemed to glow with cleanliness. Now, Al, you know that you are supposed to introduce yourself and state your diagnosis, Christopher said. Hello, my name is Al, and I'm a narcissist with sociopathic tendencies. Hi, Al, said the group. I believe I've been dis misdiagnosed, though. I feel it is unnecessary to classify me as a narcissist just because I am more intelligent than those around me. I do not feel like I should be shunned for having a superior intelligence or knack for using a larger vocabulary. I also believe that is all I shall say today. Well, thank you, Al, Christopher said with a genial grin. Thank you, Al, the group said. Now, I believe I'd like to hear from Piglet, Christopher said. N no, Piglet whimpered. Christopher looked at him sternly, and Piglet seemed to visibly crumble under his gaze. The, the diminutive man actually seemed to shrink further. His small face looked uncomfortable. I think we should should hear from, from Winnie. Piglet looked at Winnie with large puppy dog eyes. Piglet, please introduce yourself, Christopher said without acknowledging Piglet's words. My name is P Piglet, and I've been diagnosed with anti-social personality disorder, and I have issues with I I idolatry, Tigger said. He was twitching in his chair. His pockmarked face was scrunched in concentration. We know, you stuttering freak. Let's move on. Tigger, you must remain quiet while others are speaking, and there will be no name-calling within this circle. You are not to be judgmental. Christopher said, Tigger slowly mocked the word judgmental. Please continue, Piglet. I, I d don't think I should t talk. I think it should be Winnie. Piglet looked again at Winnie with dreamy eyes. He was fixed on her every movement. He held out a bag of Cheetos to her as an offering. Her tiny eyes grew wide in her rotund face. She snatched the bag of Cheetos and proceeded to squeeze honey into the bag. I'm almost out of honey, Winnie said. Piglet immediately got to his feet. Sit, Piglet, Christopher said. The geniality of his tone was beginning to fail. Piglet immediately took his seat. Since Piglet has finished, I believe we should hear from Tigger. Rue, you'll be next. Rue was small, the size of a child, but his age could be seen in his glare. He was a black-haired dwarf with dark, deep circles under his eyes. My name is Tigger. I have substance abuse problems, and I'm... Tigger drifts off. He stares at a wall. Everyone looks at him, waiting. Bipolar. I'm in a down cycle, as Dr. Robbins tells me. He nods to Christopher. Christopher nods back. I use meth, herring, cocaine to make up my ups and downs more. Tigger spaces again. Christopher wishes silently that Tigger's words didn't come in streaks and blanks, but the drug combination had severely impaired his thought process. Manageable. I liked the drugs at first, but they, they became... Tigger begins to bounce up and down in his chair. Ancy, his skinny white arms, look like they are conducting an invisible orchestra. A hindrance. I'm glad I'm off of them. Uh, and I'm looking forward. Tigger stops bouncing. 
and a single tear strolls lazily down his cheek. To my next op cycle. I'm as happy. He nods again to Christopher. Thank you, Tigger, Christopher said. Thank you, Tigger, repeated the group. I'm out of honey, said Winnie. She threw the empty bottle across the room. The plastic bear bounced to the floor. Winnie, please remain calm, Christopher said. His tone was losing its airy sound. I need some honey, Winnie screamed. Rabbit held out an oatmeal cream pie. Winnie snatched and shoved it in her mouth. Give me some honey. Christopher's voice boomed. You will finish chewing before you speak again. Winnie swallowed hard and nearly choked. She hit herself in the chest and some oatmeal mush spilled out of her mouth. It fell uneventfully down the front of her. Get me some fucking honey. We ask. We do not demand. Christopher leaned forward in his chair. He stared darkly at Winnie. I will demand whatever I want. Now someone get me some fucking honey. A female orderly passed by the group. Orderly! Orderly! She didn't look at her or even acknowledge that she heard her. The woman was older and seemed to be watching the group from a distance. She had the same dark circles under her eyes that Rue had. Don't ignore me. I'll lick that clit for some honey. She licked out at her massive lips. She made a nauseating slurping sound. I'll suck it real good if you use the honey. Make you come. Give me some fucking honey. The orderly walked on, acting as though she'd heard nothing, but seemed to share a glance with Rue. Then the orderly gave a small but perceptive nod to Rue. A small, almost unnoticeable grin spread his lips. Christopher leaned back in his chair. If you are going to continue speaking, then introduce yourself. Winnie looked shocked but complied, giving Christopher an illusion of control. My name is Winnie. I have what you call an eating disorder, and I suffer from what you call a god complex. Why do you say it like that, Winnie? Christopher questioned. He, of course, already knew the answer, but was attempting to keep her mind from the eating. Because I don't have a god complex, she said. Her eyes moved around the room and caught Tigger staring off to his blank place. Pay attention when I'm speaking, Tigger, she nearly screamed. And I don't have an eating disorder. I'm a big girl. She moved her pudgy hands down her form, touching what she believed were curves. Nothing wrong with having a happy, a healthy appetite, is there? It depends, Winnie. Your eating complex has caused you to have high cholesterol, heart palpitations, type 2 diabetes, and you can no longer walk on your own. The chair you are seated on has been specially reinforced. Do you see any of these things as bad things? Oh, bother, Winnie whispered. Now, who have we not heard from today? He looks around the room and sees Rue, still glaring at him from his dark-rimmed eyes. I did say that you'd be next, Rue, but Eeyore has been more than patient. No one wants to hear me speak, Eeyore said. He was a 60-year-old black man. His voice came out in a slow droll. Of course they do, said Christopher. He's right, hissed Rue. Christopher glared at him, but Rue just glared back. I know my story is boring. I'm useless. Is that why you tried to kill yourself? Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Eeyore. I've been diagnosed as being suicidal due to severe depression. He paused. He seemed to be bored by the sound of his own voice. Everyone sighed. They were not waiting patiently for Eeyore to continue. I slid my wrists because I don't see the point in living. I didn't cut them deep enough, though. Guess I can't do anything right.
It's a good thing you didn't succeed, said Christopher in a falsely cheery voice. If truth be told, he sort of wished he would have succeeded. I jumped off a building, Eeyore said. His tone was morose. He looked down at the casts on his legs. I couldn't even get that right. Yeah, head first next time, fucknuts, Rue said. His stare had become murderous. Rue, why don't you shut your mouth? asked Winnie. Now, now, replied Christopher. Rue got slowly to his feet. My name is Rue. Winnie could not get to her feet, but it seemed like she was trying. She rocked back and forth. Her stomach rolled like an angry sea. I was diagnosed as being schizophrenic. He walked toward her and stood below her stomach looking up at her. I have been convicted of seven counts of murder in the first. He pulled a small handle from behind his back. He pushed a button on the side and a blade sprung out. Everyone slid back from the circle. And I miss it. Dr. Bortz walked down the hallway leading a group of student nurses. To, to answer your question, we have several dangerous inmates here at the 100 Acre Wood Asylum. A few arsonists, a rapist, one man who pushed his grandmother down the stairs for a social security check, but our most famous is Christopher Robbins. Dr. Bortz walked over to the nearest door and tapped on the window. The nursing students walked to the door and took turns looking in. Young Mr. Robbins has been convicted of the murder of seven people. Killed an obese woman, an old black man, and even a dwarf. He was out of the catch because he had no specific type. There wasn't even a motive that could be ascertained. He was diagnosed with having dif di divergent personality disorder. He saw the look of confusion on some of their faces. Multiple personalities. He has at least six di distinct personalities other than his own each with their very own specific psychological disorders. They believe there may be a seventh, sort of a mother figure, but she surfaces very rarely, although it is my belief that she is the one to worry about, the one that gives the orders, so to speak. A short blonde nurse stepped up on tiptoes and looked through the window. What's he doing? She asked. She looked through the window to see Christopher sitting in a folding metal chair. His facial hair was overgrown, patchy. He looked like a man manic woodman in a hospital gown. Sitting on the floor all around him were six stuffed animals. A rabbit, an owl, pig, donkey, tiger, a small kangaroo, and in the middle was a bear wearing a tight t-shirt. small kangaroo looked to be standing over the bear. The bear's stomach was ripped open and stuffing was lying all over the floor around it. Oh, he's conducting group therapy. There we go. That was uh, that was uh, the real hundred acre. I think you're supposed to say the <coughs> the end. I don't I don't like the end. <laughs> I don't like the end as as uh, you know Finn whatever. Yeah, I love <laughs> it, man. I I haven't heard that in a long time. It was great. No, it's funny when I was making this. I, when I was making uh, the podcast version, I was reading it and I was like, oh man, I forgot, I forgot about most of this. Rue, such a bitch. I like, well, it's funny because when we wrote the, uh, okay, so for those of you out there in TV land, um, we uh, we actually wrote a full screenplay version of this. Um, yeah, we uh, multiple. Multiple ones, yeah, but one that was good and the rest that were bad. One that we're big fans of. Yeah, one that we're huge fans of, and then um, others that we're uh, <clears throat> not such big fans of. Anyway, point is... Right. Um, that we wrote a version of this, and in it, uh, Rue actually was uh, was the good guy. Um, in the long version, he turned out to not be 
like a, a villainous character, it turned out to be uh, Winnie and Al that were the most that were the most villainous, and uh, Rue turned out to be the good guy. But in the short version, um, I, I love that Rue just hates Winnie so much. He gets the okay nod from Kanga, and he's like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna cut this bitch." Rue's just an angry little guy. Yeah, he's awesome. So, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I just uh, it. It all stemmed from the fact that they all clearly have psychological disorders. Rabbit is very OCD. That's why he always got pissed about mm-hmm. Pooh fucking up his house. And mm-hmm. then you got... Uh, uh, Tigger's on drugs. Yeah, Tigger's just bouncing around and can't sit still. Clearly uh, a speed freaker. I like Tigger. I like Tigger. But then uh, Piglet's always like, oh my god, what's Winnie up to? Like, Winnie's amazing. And you're just like, why are you in this? But Tigger's always my favorite as a kid. That makes sense. I always liked Eeyore. Uh, Tigger was my my go-to on the Winnie the Pooh characters, for sure. Like, I had one, you know, like a little... Oh, really? Stuffed Tigger. Oh, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I never... I, I don't think I ever had... I think I had, like, stuffed animals that were, like... Uh, I think I had Chip and Dale. Because when I grew up, Chip, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was, like... Chip and Dale? Yeah. You can't even bring up Chip and Dale now, because now all that is is dudes... Dancing in Vegas. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that's uh, definitely not it. Rescue Rangers was the shit. Rescue Rangers is still pretty awesome, actually. That was before my time. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. I know. <laughs> but anyway, that, uh, I feel like that reading went better than I thought it was going to go. I think it went great, man. I can't wait to do more. Uh, do we have anything to add? We're at... Uh, about eighteen minutes. Uh, no, I mean if you if you if you have questions, tweet Jeremy about it, um, or oh, tweet yeah. me about it. Um, At Miaz Podcast. Um, gonna say this again. Uh, this is one of two uh, podcasts. If you've heard uh, the Millennial in Arizona podcast, um, thank you for listening to that one. If you haven't, go check it out. Uh, this is the Millennial and Marine podcast. Uh, you got to subscribe to both separately. Um, so please do uh, Millennial and Marine on iTunes. Uh, Millennial in Arizona also on iTunes. Uh, also on Podbean and Stitcher. Uh, YouTube's in the works. Yeah, I mean, YouTube will be exciting because basically all those people from my past, they're wondering just how fat I got. They'll be able to find out, so that's good. They could just Google you and look. No, no. This will be even better because it will be video format. Yeah, they could Google you and then Super YouTube exciting. will come yeah. like, oh, look, John's on YouTube. I'm so excited. We're going to be on video. I think it's cool. We are on video. I just haven't put them online yet. Sorry about that. Yeah, either way. Whatever. Um, so uh, feel free uh, to listen to the other ones. We're gonna have some more, uh, you know, cinema riddles, more short stories uh, coming your way. Oh yeah! All right, later, everybody.